Good morning, Grace Vineyard, and welcome to all those who watch or listen to our sermons online. If this is your first time with us and have not been following our sermon series on our website, today is week five of our series on the Sermon on the Mount, as found in chapters five, six and seven of Matthew's Gospel. The Sermon on the Mount begins with the Beatitudes, the blessings that are promised by God through Jesus to those who know Him, love Him, and are obedient to His teachings. In week one, Jill did the introduction and laid the foundation with the first Beatitude, the poor in spirit. In the introduction, Jill told us each beatitude builds upon the previous one. That is why we are working through them sequentially. In week two, Jill looked at those that mourn. Andy followed her in week three, speaking about the meek. And last week, Mark Stoneham looked at those who hunger and thirst, which brings us to where we are today. The fifth rung of the ladder, the fifth floor of the building. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. What does it mean to be merciful? What is mercy? Collins English Dictionary defines mercy as compassionate treatment of or attitude towards an offender, adversary, etc. who is in one's power or care. Clemency, pity. Dictionary.com defines mercy as firstly, compassionate or kindly forbearance shown towards an offender, an enemy or other person in one's power, compassion, pity or benevolence. Secondly, the disposition to be compassionate or forbearing. <clears throat> mercy is not to be confused with grace. Grace is when we get what we do not deserve, but mercy is when we do not get what we do deserve. Let me say that again. Mercy is when we do not get what we do deserve. As sinners, we deserve punishment, but God in His mercy does not give us the punishment we deserve. Instead, He extends His mercy and grace to us by offering us new life in Jesus Christ without having to experience the punishment for our sins that we deserve. Because of Jesus' atoning death on the cross, our sins are forgiven, and we do not receive the punishment that we deserve. That is God's mercy. We are reminded over and over in Scripture of the mercy that we have received from God through Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3 He saved us, not because of righteous things we have done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Titus chapter 3 and verse 5. 
But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 and 5 Mercy, like grace, is a gift from God. We cannot do anything to earn it or deserve it. We are shown mercy by God because of who God is. He is love, and because He is love, He extends mercy and grace to us to bring us back into His fold through the life, death, and resurrection of His Son, Jesus, the Christ, the Great Shepherd. Isaiah prophesied about this about 700 years before the coming of Christ. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him, that's Jesus, the Messiah, the iniquity of us all. Isaiah 53 and verse 6. We receive mercy from God, and God wants us to extend mercy to those people in our lives who have betrayed us, hurt us, tormented us, belittled us, discredited us, cheated us, tried to destroy us. Our name, family and reputation they've tried to destroy. If we have received mercy from God when we deserve punishment, who are we to deny it to those who have sinned against us? God forgives us to the, deg to the degree that we forgive others. We are reminded of this when we pray what is commonly known as the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Matthew chapter 6 verse 12, 14 and 15. As I said at the beginning, Jill told us in the introduction that the Beatitudes are built one on top of the other. They are in a specific order, because when we are living out the first one, we are enabled by God to do the second, then the third, building one block upon another, one block upon another. When we have recognized our spiritual poverty, mourned over the sin of the world, come meekly into the presence of God and are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, truly hungry and thirsty for righteousness, then we can step up onto the next rung of the ladder. Artie Kendall, in his book, The Sermon on the Mount, puts it this way. Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. Blessed are the merciful actually presents us with our first major test in the Beatitudes. The previous verse brings us to the crossroads, for we must ask the question, are we truly hungering and thirsting after righteousness? Jesus is telling us in the present verse that there is a way of finding out. Are you hungry for righteousness? How hungry? Are you thirsty for righteousness? How thirsty? We have referred to the logical sequence of the Beatitudes. 
There is a reason that this particular beatitude is precisely here. Because if you are truly hungering and thirsting after righteousness, you will be tested. When you find yourself saying to God, I will do anything you ask me to do. God says, really? So he tests us. And the way he tests us is often when a person has hurt you, has let you down, has said unpleasant things about you, and has been keen to blacken your reputation. What do you do when this happens? You have two choices, he says, to follow nature and seek revenge, or to cross over to the supernatural and show mercy. So dear readers, the next time you find yourself saying, have your way with me, Lord, or I will do anything you ask me to do because I'm so eager to inherit the kingdom of God, God will test you. Instead of rewarding you immediately with his presence, do not be surprised if he tests how earnest you are in your desire to inherit the kingdom. Have you ever said to God, I will do anything that you ask me to do? Or have your way with me, Lord? Have you ever done that? It is a scary thing to say. But it is also what we should be saying to God every day if we want to be more like Jesus. Because it is what he said to our Heavenly Father. And it led to his death. But God was faithful and sent the Holy Spirit to revive him and restore him to life. And if we want to live a life totally committed to being like Christ as his disciple, we need to be ready to show mercy to those who will come against us, mock us, discredit us, and try to put us down and stop us in any way possible. We have been shown mercy by our Heavenly Father. And we are to show mercy to those who live with us in this world. We are to treat them the way we have been treated by Father God and would like to be treated by those living around us, even though it won't always happen. So, in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12. Because we have been shown mercy, we are to show mercy to others, and in doing this, we will be shown even more mercy. Now, I remember when I was a child, about 8 or 9 or 10 years old, maybe even 11, I was shown mercy by my father. My brother, who's 14 months older than me, and at that stage of life was a lot bigger than me, we shared a bedroom, which often led to some tension between us. And at times, every now and then, would escalate into a fight inside the house. It would be a hit and run type fight where I would hit my brother and then run away. He would catch up to me and hit me. Then I would turn and chase him and hit him. The only place that we could escape to was the toilet, as it was the only internal door in the house that you could lock. And whoever was being chased would hide away in the toilet until the one chasing had calmed down. 
The doors in our house were four panelled wooden doors and the trick to try and stop the toilet door from being closed was to try to get your foot against the bottom of the door before it was closed. One day I was chasing my brother and he ran into the toilet and as he went to close the door I went to kick the bottom of the door but I missed the solid outer part of the door and hit the bottom right hand panel and my foot went straight through the thin plywood panel. That put an end to the fight and my brother was only too eager for my for my dad to come home from work and see what punishment I would receive for having, for having damaged the door. When my dad got home, my brother told him what had happened and was eager for him to come and see the door. Now I was scared and had told dad how sorry I was for damaging the door. He took one look at the door, turned to me and said, how many times have I told you, if you're going to do a job, do it properly? And promptly kicked in the other lower panel and punched in the two upper ones. I had never received any punishment. And we had a spare door in the garage that my dad used to replace the damaged one. I was shown mercy that day. I knew I deserved to be punished for what I did. But I was spared the punishment by my merciful dad. I learned a valuable lesson that day from my dad. Not all mistakes deserve to be punished. Mercy can be shown by those who hold the power and authority. He has showed you, O oh man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you. To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. Well, what happens when we are not merciful to others? I want to finish off with what Jesus tells us about those who are not merciful. It is found in one of the parables as recorded further along in Matthew's Gospel. I'm reading from the message version. Matthew chapter 18 verses 21 to 35. At that point, Peter got up the nerve to ask, Master, how many times do I forgive a brother or sister who hurts me? Seven? Jesus replied, Seven? Hardly. Try 70 times seven. The kingdom of God is like a king who decided to square accounts with his servants. As he got underway, one servant was brought before him who had run up a debt of $100,000. He couldn't pay up, so the king ordered the man, along with his wife, children and goods, to be auctioned off at the slave market. The poor wretch threw himself at the king's feet and begged, Give me a chance and I'll pay it all back. Touched by his plea, the king led him off, erasing the debt. The servant was no sooner out of the room when he came upon one of his fellow servants who owed him $10. He seized him by the throat and demanded, Pay up now! 
The poor wretch threw himself down and begged, Give me a chance and I'll pay it all back. But he wouldn't do it. He had him arrested and put in jail until the debt was paid. When the other servants saw this going on, they were outraged and brought a detailed report to the king. The king summoned the man and said, You evil servant, I forgave your entire debt when you begged me for mercy. Shouldn't you be compelled to be merciful to your fellow servant who asked for mercy? The king was furious and put the screws to the man until he paid back his entire debt. And that's exactly what my Father in heaven is going to do to each one of you who doesn't forgive unconditionally anyone who asks for mercy. When we do not grant mercy to those who have sinned against us, we only bind ourselves up in unforgiveness, bitterness and hurt. Now I've read and heard numerous accounts of families forgiving the person who killed a family member of theirs, doing it because they were Christians and they believed it is the right thing to do. They spoke about how hard it was to do initially, but how freeing it was after they had done it. How their anger and need for revenge disappeared, especially if they had the opportunity to do it face to face with the person. Because of God's love for us, we have been granted mercy. So we too, who are blessed and filled with the love of God, are to be merciful to others. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you are the one who loves us, for you are love. You are the one who is merciful to us. And help us, Lord, to be more and more like you each day, to show mercy to those around us, to forgive those that hurt us, harm us, try to put us down in any way. Set us free from bitterness and unforgiveness. Take away any feel of revenge or any need for revenge. Set us free, Holy Spirit, to be merciful. For we have received mercy from our Heavenly Father. Help us to extend it now to those who need it from us. Amen.